Today on the Bill Kelly Show on AM 900 CHML. It's Friday. It's 1135. The Bill Kelly Show, 900 CHML. And, of course, that means Tech Talk. Brought to you by our good friends at Hamilton Limousine. Adam Oldfield, the president uh, and CEO of FPM and FPM3 Marketing, is here. Is it hot enough for you? Oh, man. I can't get enough of this. I mean, let's be straight. You know what? It is just unbelievably different from four weeks ago when the snow was falling and we were feeling that bitter cold and you had to wear a coat. Now it is it is great. I'm finding my myxema is getting better. I don't. What's, what's it like freeze. in the house though? You live in a big Victorian house that they are not built for air conditioning. No, no, they're not. But you know what? When we did the renovations, we ended up putting all new ductwork in it ah. and it's working phenomenal. By the way, that's a great program. Anyone who's thinking about like, geez, should I do the Save on Energy program? Yes, yes, and yes. I am unbelievably perplexed at how much energy we've saved from our electrical bills, from our gas bills. I mean, we did the windows, we did the insulation. I mean, I really did a go above and beyond, but it really has impacted and we got a decent rebate. So there's new programs available. I was actually uh, uh, saying to uh, Michelle, I'm like, these programs are amazing. Thank God we did it. And if anyone's actually going, maybe I should, maybe I shouldn't. These programs may not be around. (laughs) Who knows who's in government, right? So at the time you might want to take advantage of it so yeah no it's it's a great investment for technology yeah because we lived in a century home and those things weren't really available to the extent that they are now uh and it was double brick uh which means of course yes so you know what it's cold in the winter and it gets really (laughs) hot and we had air conditioning right yes it doesn't go up to the third floor well you know Uh, so but you know so it's it's an investment and and as those houses are great those old houses are great as long as the temperature is above 15, 16 Celsius. <laughs> you're, you're Anything below shape. or above that, you're in trouble. Yeah. So you yeah, you went to the next step, though. Well, we had the window ACs for the longest oh, yeah. time, right? Because yeah. truthfully, it just did, you're, you've nailed it right on the head. Two years ago was, it's really hot. And so we ended up buying all these window ACs running at all times, trying to keep all the rooms kind of somewhat chilled to a nice perfection, if you will. And uh, speaking of which, it is the time to get your AC probably out, maybe a little premature, who knows? This no, this week a little, is a good week for it. Well, Well, you know, I thought this was uh, timely because there's new air conditioning units. They came out last year, but I thought what was neat about this year's window units for air conditioners, GE has a product, and and it's so funny. We're probably going to be talking about this in another week, Bill, about, hey, Google got hacked, and now air conditioners are now stealing information. But if you don't care, air conditioners in the windows are now set up by GE. They're about $450 US, so that's about, what, $800 Canadian. Um, But it works with uh, Siri. It works with Google. It works with Alexa, meaning that it, it has the ability to know when you tap into your cell phone where you are. So when you arrive home, it actually will turn on when you s- enter a certain proximity. Um, so as you're so arriving, I'll be home in 15 minutes. I'll be home in 15 minutes. Alexa, will, turn on my air conditioning. And it will. St- yes, that's exactly right. Or when you go to leave, it will realize you've left the building. Or if you set a a, a location in your map and you say I'm going to be going to Toronto or I'm going on vacation, when you leave the house, it shuts it off. So I mean, it, which is so important because electricity isn't getting cheaper. No, not for sure. <laughs> so if you want to be, this is one of those very smart devices. It might be worth the investment. I know it is quite costly for a window unit, but a smart device may be an option and it's on the market right now that you might want to consider. So uh, if you're not afraid of the internet of things, there's one on the on the market for you. Just don't talk when you're in the house. <laughs> well, the air conditioners tend to be pretty loud. I don't know how yeah, we can exactly. hear you. you know, Alexa, Alexa. <laughs> you, you know, though, that Alexa is listening when Alexa Alexa says, could you repeat that, please? And you're not even talking to Alexa. 
<laughs> well, that's why I always put a little rattler in the window, just to give it a little bit of a, wait a minute, what's going on? So Speaking of which, it's another week, so which means another yeah. story about hacking. Yes. Uh, two, two of the major banks in this country right now. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like we need a little headline when we do these shows. It's Hacking Week. What got hacked this week? Well, this well week's here's ha- our list, Johnny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this week's hacked. CIBC and BMO. That is unbelievable. I mean, I say that because our banks are, in my opinion, a fortified infrastructure when it comes to technology. And this is Adam's opinion, Bill. This has nothing to do with facts and someone can't say, Adam got this information from where? Here's my theory. Number one, CIBC broke off with their banking, their little sub-banking to go up against PC Bank and Tangerine, so on and so forth. When they did that, they had to transfer files in the systems themselves as they broke up from the Loblaws uh, system they were working with. And as my opinion goes, when they set up the infrastructure, it falls into a whole new environment, a new cloud server. All the data had to be migrated over. 40,000 names. And I'm going to just speculate a couple things. One, the technology wasn't set up properly when they moved it. Therefore, it had faults or wasn't upgraded equipment to the specs that needed to be. Number two, in the process of when someone was, I would say, uh, downsizing or that we're now going to move this to this environment versus where you were, I believe that there might be, truthfully, uh, an inside job because 40,000 names of banking customers is worth a lot of money on the black market. Mm-hmm. And this information, I always get, I think you've asked this question, how is this information not being secured? We are still in a world where we have someone behind a keyboard typing in the information, keeping access and availability to it. So until we have a biometric measuring, um, remember the old James Bond movies or the spy movies where it's like, this key has your bio fingerprint yeah, on yeah. it. Until we get to that, which we do not have yet, then we'll always be susceptible to this. So I think it was an inside job. Not that I think CIBC did it. I think it was, uh, we're downsizing. And as much as we think every bank person employee gets paid a lot of money, there's something to be said about what maybe the Russians or Chinese would pay. So why don't we have a jet? I mean, you used to change bond reference. Blofeld had one. Yeah. Why can't I have one? (laughs) Well, and and by the way, it is coming, and we can see that based on the new things that are, we're 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 seeing in our technology. We've seen smartphones getting bi- biometric environment. We see our uh, our, our face uh, recognition systems. We talked about yeah, that a couple yeah. times. Here's the thing, though: that data is still sitting somewhere, and that data is about you and me. Somewhere has access to st- to someone that would be able to uh, control and manage that information. So it's it's almost a vicious circle. But the world has to still evolve to become a, I would say, a fully accountable to one person. And then it becomes a situation where we talked about uh, uh, where someone passed away, their fingerprint no longer would work because it takes an electronic uh, uh, charge to make the fingerprint access. That's also a limitation. So it, it's just going to be a while till we'll actually be able to say, hey, guess what? Bill's responsible for everybody's data on CIBC's bank. And if Bill passes away, well, then I guess we'll just have to figure something else out. Yeah, good luck with that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, listen, still on security, by the way, there was yeah. a big story this week about Huawei, and I know yes. you've talked about their product yes. uh, and how inexpensive they are and how yeah. it's becoming very popular. Yeah. Uh, some concerns right now, and I don't want to besmirch the company, not yet yes. anyway, yes. Uh, but but they're investing, <laughs> I think it was $50 million in, in a number of Canadian universities yes. uh, and, and paying people basically to do research and development, to develop uh, uh, some product and some, some things for them. Uh, 
the two things about it that are problematic. Uh, first of all, part of the agreement uh, that most of the professors have signed on to says that whatever they develop goes to Huawei, so the intellectual yes. property is gone. Yes. Uh, some of them said, no, I'm going to keep it, but I mean, that's that's kind of a touchy subject, as yeah, we've talked about. Yeah, that's right. Yep. More importantly, though, is Huawei apparently has very strong connections with the uh, Chinese government, yes. who have been known to spy on Canadians Well, and, and the Canadian government. So the Canadian government is simply saying, we're not saying you're doing anything wrong, <laughs> but, but we'd like to sit down and talk to you about a few things. You know, I think we could learn a little bit from our American cousins, and they have a lot more resources when it comes to checking in on systems that basically are legit enough to exist in a fully capitalistic environment. And as much as we want to look and go, oh, those Americans, they're just being nasty to China with Huawei. They locked out every phone to not be available on any provider in the United States. There's something maybe a little more involved that we don't know about. And I think the Canadian government was right to say, that's not your property as much as it would be advantageous. But, you know, this is a whole technological or a, a whole economic discussion. But I've always had a problem with the fact that Canada is such a great country and allowing if you were from Europe or Croatia or whatever, you could start up a company as a Croatian citizen and own 100% of it. That is the right of your in our capitalistic system. If you and I went to China today and we wanted to do the Tech Talk app program on CHML in China, they would have to own 51%. And they do not allow us control of the company. This is a big issue. And why is that? Because Huawei has... A great array of phenomenal... It's a great product. If you really look at Huawei, it's got now... Uh, it's almost like the razor blade. Six lenses yeah. and super photography. And where did all this R&D come from? From programs and systems that already exist. <laughs> so where in North America... I believe Huawei is about 80% Nortel, which was a Canadian company created and developed in Ottawa, and half their systems are also partially from the U.S. technology. So good for Canada, and I think Huawei, smart on you to try, but I hopefully we'll get a little wiser in regards to not letting all of our intellectual property disappear. And that was really one of the sad parts of BlackBerry. All we're saying is, and we're not suggesting people be paranoid, all we're no. saying is be wary and be cautious, because there's so many examples. I know we're saying this rather sarcastically, there's a new story every week, but there is. <laughs> there is. So we, we, you really have to watch what you're doing. And by the way, this information isn't being stolen in Dundas, Hamilton. This information's being stolen, maybe from a guy from Dundas, Hamilton, or Ancaster, but he's working for a group over in Russia. And so there's a lot of encouragement to want to steal data in this in case. So it's not to be conspiracy theory issues, but I'm going to go back to one, well, th one topic we talk about. Change your passwords, folks. Don't get comfortable with this while well, this one makes it work or it makes it easy for me. Really do think about setting up proper passwords and protect your uh, your infrastructure, your software and your hardware. Okay. Uh, and we'll enough said about that yes. until next week when we have more hacking Exactly. And I'll bring it up, yeah. Our opening about statement, yeah. I, listen, I love street musicians. And yes. there's a lot more of them, of course, in the summertime. You know, yeah. corners. Busking Fest is coming up in Dundas. That's right. Uh, yes. I, I've been in this situation because I like to contribute, drop yeah, something into, into the you know music case or whatever. Yeah. Don't always have money. Uh, or maybe it's just oh I got a fifty I can't, I don't want to give now there's a new way for for me to to show my appreciation and, and and make a donation now they've been able to do this before but what's interesting about this new cashless paint cashless society is pretty much where we're going Bill I think we can see that how many people tap and go stand in the line very rarely one out of ten now will use cash whenever they buy popcorn they're just tap and go tap and go because we're constantly being told to do and it is convenient it really is sure. right so at the end 
of the day, the poor buskers and those that are street people for that matter, it's going to be a problem. And the first part issue is, uh, you know, there's other issues for street issues, uh, street issues on the side, but money and cash is really becoming a limited issue. And a lot of these buskers make a living off of that. So the system was first tested in London. They're doing a quick roll in and it's now a, uh, think of it as a tap and go. And you tap it and you instantly can enter how much you want to give them, whether it's a dollar, two dollars, five dollars, whatever you'd like. If you're finding their busking is amazing, yeah, give them a hundred. But it's going to work with NFC, near field communication, which is what Apple's using, um, and as well as Google. And you can now easily make a donation with your credit card and interact direct right there while I'm playing the guitar on the side of the on, on the side of the street. Makes all kinds of sense. Great. No excuses not to support our buskers. Exactly. Sign of the times. Uh, <laughs> Jeff Bezos from uh, Amazon has pretty much conquered the earth now. He's, he's, <laughs> he's going to the moon now. I thought this was an interesting story. He made the announcement, as we hear a lot about Elon Musk, and some people, and I think we've talked about it, is, hey, you're making a pretty cool car. What's this about Mars you're trying to do? And he had the X rocket or space rocket program landing. Well, you know what? What do you do with a billion dollars when, you know what, you've run out of books to read? Well, what you do is you basically say, I'm going to help NASA uh, set up a lunar station uh, on the moon. And his theory, which I have to maybe weirdly agree with, is the moon's got all the resources we need to set up a, uh, a fully uh, operational manufacturing environment. It's got water crystals on the uh, polar sides of the moon. It's got all day sunlight, so solar power full of energy to power whatever resources are needed. And he's uh, got the idea to build its it uh, sounds really crazy, but realistically, by the year 2030, he's claiming we could have a space station on the moon and it will be 80% supported from private sector, being the Amazon space station. Now, here's the question, and I'm sure this was batted around the Amazon board. <laughs> now, what company could we use to deliver the materials up there? Let me think. Let me th- oh, I've got it. <laughs> I think we're going to... This is a make-work project for him. I have a um, feeling right. it's just all kind of coming together in a real weird way, right? You yeah. Because when they fly up there, there'll be a Tesla uh, Roadster kind of floating by, you know? And, it and will an be, Amazon distribution center on the moon, before you know it. Yeah, and a tube that will take you to the moon, according uh, to Musk. So all sorts of interesting space talk in the coming future. Speaking of Tesla, yeah. uh, you know you've made it in the auto industry <laughs> when you have a family car, right? I mean, you know, the Tesla's a fabulous car. I've got friends Absolutely. that have them. They they swear by them. They're yep. sensational. That's right. Uh, they, they've designed a smaller model now to make yep. it a little more affordable. But when you get into the into the van and station wagon or whatever it is thing, you know you've made it. I thought it was a dead thing. I thought the wagon was done. You know, I remember the last wagon I remember, and I could be wrong because, you know, I love cars. I'm a, I'm a big auto nut. And the one car that I look at and I thought to myself, okay, that was a flop. It was cool. Uh, was the Magnum. Remember, it was the Dodge Magnum and it yeah. basically took a Charger, put a Hemi in it, and it was this wagon. It was kind of like the dad who had to have extra room and now i'm like thank god that went away and all of a sudden tesla says hey we believe the wagon's a real hot car i mean come on i mean like that was an 80s thing i mean i was well, we went to the 60s thing <laughs> right with the wood it's paneling 60s. right the kelly's we had like 18 kids no i mean but you know we had the we had the, the station wagon that had the back seat that actually looked to the rear yeah that was interesting a- see the cars coming right up behind you but everybody had that some of them had the wood paneling on the sides so 50s and 60s station wagons were the thing got replaced in the 80s by the 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 vans the right, minivans minivan, of yep. course yeah but now elon says no i'm bringing back the station wagon the station wagon's coming back the tesla model S wagon will be available and coming in a, into a 
car lot shortly, and it, it look it's pretty stylish. Like it from the front, it looks really stylish, and then you kind of burn around. It looks kind of like ah, look at that, it's a wagon. Oh, that looks fun. Great family vehicle. So if you're looking for a wagon, there's no excuse. Or uh, looking for a, a car, uh, an electric, solid, technological car, the Model S wagon will be available shortly from Tesla. No story about price point. Uh, no, no, not right now. It's just announced and saw the prototype. Are we, so. are we just going with the? Uh, if you have to ask, <laughs> is that the answer? <laughs> I just, yeah, I'm shaking my head. At who's buying that? Come on. You'd be surprised. So yeah, you'd be surprised. You got a little bit of time left. We want to talk about Apple right now and coding. You know what? Apple's, as we know, they've got a lot of things. We're gonna hear a lot about Apple in the near future. One of them is uh, two points in Apple talking about their technology, and then I want to talk about if you own an iPhone 6. Uh, you have the 7, if I'm right. Yeah, I 7. You have the 7. So, what we recall, and we talked about it, it was a rumor, and it was called the bending disease. Let me start off with the bad news, then we'll go to the good news. The bad news is, while Apple won the case against Samsung for $560 million on patent ruling, they also discovered when they were putting all the evidence in the courts that there really was a bending disease. And we it was all a rumor, and Apple was going to basically assist, but after that, they determined that all Apple's iPhone 6 and close to about 30 million of them are eligible to be recalled. So there could be a class action lawsuit, so $560 million could be gone just to pay for all the proof they've they've uh, identified and number two on the good news iphone is now set up with the ability where you use apple pay the nfc code near field near field communication has now been set up that you can use it to soon open your door you'll be able to open the car you'll be able to open your door to your house apple's really starting to integrate that all within the phone itself now that they got the bending disease figured out now we can figure out how we can use it for future good use of getting into your home i'm gonna sue samsung too for copying my <laughs> i7 yeah, my lawyer said he'd get back to me on yeah, that. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. You're in good shape. Yeah, don't I, worry. I, no, I, I got so, your back yeah. on that one. Yes. Uh, we do this every Friday. Tech Talk with Adam Oldfield, of course, on 900 CHML. Brought to you by our good friends at Hamilton Limousine. Have a great weekend. You too. Thanks, Bill. The Bill Kelly Show. Weekdays from 9 to noon on AM 900 CHML.